Did you know at Kroger, shopping online with pickup and delivery is the same as shopping in-store? Same low prices, same personalized deals, same rewards, with no hidden fees or markups on your same family favorites, like Honeycrisp apples and pasta sauce. The only difference is you don't have to put on shoes. Start your cart today at Kroger.com. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Ahem. Well, here we are again. Another episode almost came late. Due to the ignorance of that damn day-night job. You know, there are times where I realize that, you know, money's important. I kind of need to make a living and all sorts of other stuff. But do I have to go through this much crap to do it? And then as I say that, you know, I'm looking at my side of the spectrum... But then there's other people that are probably thinking the same thing. You know, it's not that the job's hard, it's just the idiots involved. And then the ones that surround you. I think we call management. You know, it it, it doesn't make any sense. From time to time, if you wanted that stuff done, how come you didn't get it done earlier before I showed up? So that way I could go ahead and carry on and make sure things run smooth until it's time for me to go. So not only do I have to pick up the pieces from what management does, I have to also pick up the pieces from what a so-called team leader is. It make you wonder what that is. Though I shouldn't say that too much because I'm team leader of J360 Productions, but hey, I actually do my work. You know? Coming in late. The show should have been landed at 7 o'clock. You know, but then again, people just don't care when it's something that doesn't involve them, you know? But hey, you know what? Better. I'll do one thing better for the J360 Legion. As a matter of fact, I I promoted a double special. They're going to get a double special. Thing is, they're going to get a Saturday night special. And not only am I competing with a lot of other things that are probably more interesting on Saturday night, but this is the time to go ahead and do a special on a special for a special because the J360 Legion are special. Matter of fact, that's what should happen. Yeah, 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 let's do it that way. So, in that case... Welcome to the J-Man Show here on G360 Radio. Hey, J360 Legion, how's it going? Welcome back to the J-Man Show for episode 67. This is your host, Jay, of course. And man, am I glad to be out of that hellhole I just got of. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I don't get why customers come in around time when you're closing. You know what I'm saying? Like for special needs, for like to cut some sort of, you know what I mean? Just to get sort of things that they need, they decide to come late. They decide to not only come late, when it's, you know, late at night, of course, they don't care about that. That's why we got so many things like 24-hour shopping going on every time. But they come in during, a, you know, during when you're cleaning up. You know, a half hour before your store is supposed to shut down for the night. You know what I mean? And, and they want to come in during those times say, um, I'm looking for this special item. and I didn't bother going ahead and ordering online so I could pick up at store and go about my way. I wanted to come here as you were doing something you needed to do. Sure, it's nothing you want to do, but, you know, I want to waste your time because you're the only one there. And you're doing the mundane tasks you need so you can pay your electric bill for the month. 
but but you see at the same time, I need you to go find my stuff right now because I'm in a hurry. So you want me to do double duty? You want me to drop the mop that I'm using to clean to go ahead and help you? Forget you. You know what I'm saying? No, 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 no. Because at the same time, I don't even work in this department. Another thing is, as I'm looking around from here to there, I know nothing of what you speak of, and you just told me this song and dance just a waste of my time. You see, more or less, like, overtime is beautiful when it's beneficial. I don't need it right now. I'm just trying to go home. This is that day where money's not everything. You know what I'm saying? This is that day where I just want to prop my feet up and listen to Synthwave. Or something to actually make my mindset come together for a little bit. Because I know that a new week's coming and I need to make sure I'm okay so I can fight the forces of evil and do what I'm supposed to do. Hey, you know, that's just how it is. I'm a bit of an anti-hero, but you know what it means. And, and, and then they'll go on this song and dance. Uh, sir, uh, could, could you get this meat cut for me? I don't cut meat. What are you talking about? There is nothing about me that says that I cut meat. You know what I mean? And it's like this. And if you're so upset, why don't you put the damn thing back where you got it from? Because I don't know where that goes, you know? It's like, really? Get some sense. How would you like it if I came to your job and did that nonsense, huh? You know, hold you up from going home. Hold you up from doing the mundane task that, you know... You don't choose to do, but hey, according to company policy, you have to do it. You see what I'm saying? How, why, why do some people feel as though they can go ahead and get off on that whole little scenario where you, 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 customers always right? No matter how wrong they are, huh? Show some respect for somebody's job. Understand that people are trying to get things done, you know, for the sake of, hey, I got a life to build and things to maintain myself. So at the same time, I'm not trying to make your life a living hell, but you don't have the right to go ahead and do that to mine. And sure, the first face you see might be that person that's working, but you never know what they go through. So why don't you try to do the best you can to be nice to people, to, to a ch- be nice so they can be nice back. You know what I mean? It's a two-way street. There are some employees that are lazy, and you'll, you'll know the ones because whenever the managers roam around, they're the ones that are shaped right up. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm doing my job. I'm getting it in. I'm doing it. Whereas anybody else probably be like, okay, let's just do it. Get it out the way. There we go. And if somebody doesn't know the answer to what your big time question is, don't get bent out of shape just because they're looking for help or they're asking their would-be team leaders that are on the job, you know, the ones that, oh, I'm going to come in and just piddle around a bit, but when it's time for me to go, I'll leave. Those kind of people that may know the answer. You know, you're trying to find ways to go ahead and do these things because I don't think people wake up in the morning and say, hey, as I go to my job, I wonder how many people I can piss off on the daily. Not everybody's like me, you know what I'm saying? And it just makes you think from time to time. It's like, where do people go with this nonsense? Like, you know, like retail is not lucrative like it used to be. Back in the day, you used to could just work there and you could get paid well and then you could retire and... You know, have all sorts of things open up for you. Not to mention that you can climb up the occupational ladder. Nowadays, it's like a free-for-all fight for everything, and it's all about scrabbles and getting where you need to be. And you're going to be happy that day that you got the shift where you don't have to work on the weekends and stuff because they have enough people staffed. And apparently, see, that's a long time ago. Back in those days, I think gas was like 25 cents, right? Yeah, so you see... 
nowadays it's not the same way anymore. Nowadays, everybody wants to cut that bottom line down and say, well, we got to save money somehow. Oh, it's going to cost more money to go ahead and uh, hire and train more people. As a matter of fact, I I think I could go get pennies off the dollar if I go ahead and I just throw a whole bunch of stuff on the ones I already have and overwork them to the point where it's near death for them to even walk. Yeah. Yeah, I'll do it that way. That's the best way to do it. Oh, wait, wait, wait. What do you mean the store over there is giving them livable wages? Wages that they can live off of. You you know, well, how about this? I'll go ahead and, and I'll give them a raise eventually, but they got to pass some bull, some bull ass test so that, so that they can get those wages. And, and yeah, they'll get that $7 increase, but we'll give them in increments of 50 cents. You know what I mean? Just to keep them here. Please, please tell me you don't think that it's a good long-term strategy. Why don't you just understand this? With inflation alone, the cost of essentials is going to go up. It usually does. I mean, especially with the way this federal government's going right now. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. And for those of you who are like, well, I'm not really a political person. You better be one. Because all this stuff is politics right now, what they're trying to do. So you need to know exactly about your money and how much you're getting paid. And really think about your worth and try to figure out this. I got to step my game up. Or not only that, I got to keep an eye out for a job that's actually going to give me a livable income because... Disposable income is pretty much what they're trying to do. They're trying to go ahead and throw all this stuff at you. And then, of course, you got parts of media that's telling you to spin, spin, spin. You know what I mean? And then you'll eventually get that commercial that tells you, hey, what about retirement? Or how about, you know, your funeral costs and everything else? You know, little things like that down the line that you should pay attention to. But at the end of the day, you got to get that new Xbox, don't you? You got to get that new PS4 Pro. You know, like really priorities is what balances this stuff out. And as a guy who hosts his own video game show, which a lot of people do anyway, but the thing about it is, as somebody that knows about that gaming market and stuff, you know, you kind of just have to pause for a minute and be like, all right, is it really worth it or not? And we'll talk about gaming a little bit later, but I'm just talking about, like, it's amazing how some of these day jobs don't make any sense. And not only that, it's not because of just the way the place is. Sure, that's a problem. And it's not just the way the parking lot is from time to time. That's another problem. And how we all have to pry ourselves up at any time to go to these places and fight traffic to get there. But then all the nonsense from either coworkers, uh, team leads, and then managers in general. You know what I mean? A lot of y'all probably go through a lot worse than I or anybody else ever did. I remember when I stocked sodas. Oh, that was hell. But at the same time, I gave some hell back to all of them. Because you know why? They kind of deserve it. Because they'll take their personal feelings, try to convey them under a professional layer, and then try to throw them at you. Don't let nobody bury you with any of that nonsense. If you know it's not right, it has nothing to do with your job, and that includes customers too. Because if they start cussing from you, you know, they start cussing at you, I should say. Oh, you didn't wake up, you didn't wake up to get abused like this. You understand what I'm saying? You can go ahead and find a way to denounce them. And the best thing to do is pretty much just walk away from them because they're being unreasonable to you anyway. You don't have to take that abuse. You're just there to do a job. And if you don't know your job fully, be man or woman enough to say that you don't. And you just keep on looking and you just do what you got to do. And for those of you that are really tired of working at your job to the point where it's affecting your psyche and you're feeling as though like, you know, you're not getting challenged enough or you feel as though that you're not getting paid what you're worth. All right. Now you really got to find yourself again, don't you? 
So take some time out of your day, like the time off that you have, or don't even wait till vacation time. Like really take the time when you're off of work or whatever to really just get something that you love to do. See if you can make some money from it. See what need that you can provide for people. You know what I mean? Like what sort of service you can provide for people so you can do it on your own and market and try to get where you need to be. Because obviously that job right there is anchoring you down and ain't helping you. Now, for those of you, I don't know what a lot of your living situations are. I don't know what they are, but I know some of you are probably in the same boat like me. You want to keep moving forward. You want to keep doing things. You got to be able to play the play the game and take risks. See, at that point, you cannot play it safe all the time. You got to do something. And whereas a lot of you out there that are already stabled and just, you know, sitting there wafting through, but you don't want to stay there. Well, find something part time that you haven't done before and try to jump into that if you can or find something new, like I just said before. But it really depends on the scenario. And for those of you that got kids out there, you know, yeah, it's a it's a challenge and you really got to put them first because you had your time. But, you know, as you always keep looking and you always keep finding ways to make that supplemental income to go with any of that disposable income they try to throw at you, you know, there's a way of making it. It's just going to take a lot of work. And, you know, the problem is you got a lot of lazy people out there that think that they're owed something. Those are the kind of people that don't have the J-Man's respect. You're not in the J360 Legion if you're any of them negative damn people. You got to go. Simple as that. It's just like if I lay a platform out there for people to perform on, and the thing about it is, if you don't like the accommodations I have for you, get out. That's all I got to say about it. And it goes for anybody that I've been scoping out and looking forward to. I do what I need to do to help you, but you're going to have to help me along the way too. A little bit of coming and being here and just being a part of the unit, being part of the network, helping things grow, because I'm helping you grow, you can help me grow. It's just about the way you need to do it. You see what I'm saying? That's coexistence. But some people are like, oh, you know, well, yeah, I could go ahead and mooch off of this, and I really don't have to do too much. I dealt with some idiot like that, and needless to say, I'm glad I have nothing to do with him now, because, you know, all I need to do is throw one uppercut. But that's actual malice, and that's already been handled. And the thing about it is, is that I'm not here to promote hate, but I'm just saying that some people... They are a leech on life and they are an anchor to anybody out here that wants to work hard. And there are people out there that are in leadership positions that should not be in leadership positions because they're not making moves like they should. You see what I'm saying? If you know that you're good enough, you're ready, you're able to compete with them, like how my would-be team lead at my day job is, oh man, he's a moron. And the truth is, is because he thinks it's all about him. Whereas at the same time, you know... It's about a lot of us working together. It's about a lot of us that are trying to move on in the world. Oh, sure. And I and I caught that snake in something, too, because he'll sit there and talk about a new position opening up in another area at the store, right? He talked about that to everybody except me, because I guess he sees me as a threat to his overall thing. Now, if I got the rank that he got, oh, yeah, you better guarantee that there'd be a lot more arguing between us. I try not to say too much to him because I know I just would hurt his feelings. But that's just the kind of guy I am. If you can't handle the truth, don't try to play the truth game with me. Don't try to virtual signal with me because I'm going to embarrass you. At the end of the day, all that stuff's going to come out. But by that point, I'm already long gone. My personal business and my professional business going along the way it needs to go to. Only place to go to is up. 
And I can just see it every single day I'm there because that's all I know. Got my goals keeping me alive, my dreams keeping me functional. And at the end of the day, it's bigger than any of this nonsense. But I look to it and I always see like there's somebody else out there going through it a lot worse. You know what I'm saying? And the thing about it is we all go through something. But you got to push yourself and you got to get out there and you got to keep looking around you. Because there are ways of making it. It's just going to take a bit of sacrifice on your part. Now, while I'm talking about career advancement on some areas, let's talk about those of you that actually take the time to relax on your time and talk about some of the activities that you like to do regarding, like, writing reviews, movies, you know, video games or anything. I managed to sit back and chill out a little bit. And it was between episode 66 and this episode, believe it or not. You you know, I just wasn't into it right now. But what I went ahead and did was... I saw Shinmu 1 and 2, and I just had to pick it up. You know what I mean? Because I saw it. I was waiting for it for so long. I mean, think about it. I'm 31 now, but when I played that game, I had to have been a freshman in high school or a sophomore in high school. And, you know, I was sick that day. And then what happened was my parents got it for me. And it was one of the last games I had for the Dreamcast. And I just popped that thing in, and I was on an adventure, an epic trying to help a young man solve the mystery of why his father was killed. He already knew who killed him. I mean, by the cutscene alone, and I'm sure some of y'all have been watching video game streams of it all over the place because that's just what people do. But the thing about it is, like, I was sitting there, and when I popped the game in, now, on my PS4, all of those memories just came back. You know, just sitting there listening to the music. The music is the one that really saves the the whole thing. The music alone is worth worth the price value. And then they went ahead and upscaled it, so it's 1080p at least. Uh, for those of you that are in 4K, and you're like, oh man, 1080p is you know whatever to you. But the game is beautiful to look at, and it's upscaled, and everything is playing the way it's supposed to. I think for a lot of the you know, a lot of the NARM charm would be the English dubbing. Because, I mean, it looks pretty dated now when it comes to that regard. But after a while, it doesn't really mess with you as much until, like, after the first cutscene. Like, in the first cutscene, it seems pretty choppy. It seems like the words don't match the voices and stuff. You know, one of them kind of things. But I love the way Shinmu 1 and 2 is working out right now. I just love the way it's functioning for me. And the fact that, you know, it's just reliving a classic. And I'm not saying this to be, you know, with nostalgia bias. I'm saying this in terms of, like, what I'm getting out of it as I play it. Now, the thing is, it was built for the Dreamcast. So if you remember how the Dreamcast game controller looks, you know, it's going to be kind of hard to shift that down to, like, how the PS4 controller looks. Needless to say, they did kind of fix it a little bit. Just takes some getting used to. But, you know, luckily, the ergonomic of the PlayStation 4 controller is able to work with it well. And then, like, when you're doing the QuickTime events, you know, like, go to the arcade as soon as you get it so you can practice with the QuickTime events because um, that way you'll get used to it and that way you'll know what you're doing because it's essential that you know those because there's parts of the story that happen where you got to be on point. And actually, I uploaded a couple of video clips, not on the YouTube channel, but I threw it on some parts of social media from Facebook to Twitter about what I've been doing in the game so far. So it, it, it works. It works. 
I might do a full-length stream a little later, but I still got to do the one for Doom, so try to figure some things out here. As a matter of fact, I'm still working on some kinks with the power play right now. So for those of you that have been wondering about that, don't worry, it'll hit you when it hits you. You'll, you'll know. And the show right up. Just keep an eye on the Twitter and keep an eye on... You can keep an eye on my personal Twitter, too, because it's going gonna, it's gonna to go across the internet anyway like it normally does. But, you know, as I look at the game now, I can just feel, like, I feel memories coming back on one side. And I'm seeing things that I haven't seen before either, you know? Like, there are some things that you easily miss when you play through it for the first time ever. But as I'm replaying it again, I'm pretty much enjoying everything that happens. Like I said, the music, the quick time events, the battle system, you know. Now I know you can level up your moves and everything. So as you level up your move, and I know some of y'all will probably be like, really, you didn't know that even when you had it? And I was like, well, you know, I was too busy getting involved with everything else. And sometimes I kill a lot of time in the arcade. You know, it's just little things like leveling up the moves just pass away from you. But as that happens, though, I, I realize that, you know, that's what I can use for like everything else. And then unlocking and finding the different things. It, Shinmu is just a game that's ahead of its time. And the same thing about number two is, number two, you know, you were pretty spoiled in Shinmu 1. But when you get to Shinmu 2, oh, you'll realize that it's a whole different spectrum. And you have to build up to get where you need to be. You're not living comfortably. You're gambling. You're holding out part-time jobs. You're doing a whole lot of wild stuff in that part of the game thing about it is though you know you'll get used to it as you play it it's just that i will say that there's a few things you know sometimes it seems like the game can be kind of you know slow and it is kind of slow it's an epic story what do you expect like if we you you don't tell the odyssey really fast you don't tell the iliad really fast and this right here this this is an adventure that's been over eons and eons in the making i mean the game was supposed to have been released on saturn and then it didn't happen. And then it got released on Dreamcast. And when it got released on Dreamcast, you know, it it suffered from low sales. I mean, you could say it was from bad promotion, marketing, or you could say that it was the most expensive game being produced at the time. That, you know, the one way or another, something's got to give. You see what I'm saying? And it pretty much went over budget. Like it, it, it's and it's well and it's well received because people come and go. People have their own set of times for being there. Like it, it really plays like an epic. Like you're in a whole different world, pretty much, or pretty much Japan of the '80s, and that's where it takes place at. You know, and I would love to see how it originally was meant to be as virtual fighter RPG because it was supposed to be a story dealing with Akira, but you know. I like it the way it is, and I mean, Ryo Hazuki finishing up his story, that's what I want to do, you know, even at 31 right now. So playing through 1 and 2 is fun. I got to give it that. I mean, I'm having, I'm making more headway with that than I am with the Final Fantasy playthroughs. I mean, my God, I got to go back and play just about all of them all over again. I need to finish Final Fantasy 9 now I think about it. So I got a lot of things to look forward to, but, um... Regarding this uh, this Shinmu set here, definitely look into it. And this is where I said in 64 that remasters are great. They're great because, you know, you get to relive all this stuff. Or if you haven't had a chance to, this is your first foray into everything. I'm going to do the same thing with Kingdom Hearts. I mean, I kind of fell asleep on it. 
I do own one and two for the PS2, but I realize that there's been re-releases of that. There's remixes. There's 1.5 remix plus 2.5 remix. So I'm going to be looking into that as soon as I'm done with what I need to do later in the year. And then Shenmue 3... No, not Shenmue 3. Oh, actually, yeah, let's mention it. Shenmue 3 comes out next year, next August. And then you got Kingdom Hearts 3 that comes out next January, right? So yeah, that'd be the perfect time to go ahead and score, you know, Kingdom Hearts 1.5 and 2.5. So, you know, I go ahead and I get that. Then Kingdom Hearts 3 rolls around and then, you know, I'm pretty busy for the next few months. And then you have, um, or at least the winter months. And then you have, of course, Shenmue 3 coming out, which Shenmue 3 will not end the story. So apparently Shenmue 4 is going to be floating around there. But I just hope that when the games come out that I have something complete to play, you know? Like, not in a rush, but at the same time aware. Because that's what gaming used to be like back in the day. You knew a sequel eventually was going to come, and you were aware of it. You know, like, but nowadays it seems like things are over-reliant on DLC and side stories. And, you know, I guess the market has changed to the point where developers say, hey, you know, we want to make a little bit more money. And it's not like a lot of people don't have problems with DLC or either think that DLC is perfect because it expands. I mean, it really depends on the game and what you're getting out of it and the value. You know what I mean? Because if it's kind of like what Capcom does with the Street Fighter games and stuff, you know, it's a little iffy for me from time to time, even as a Street Fighter fan, because it's like, you know, these characters just should have been put in the game in general. You know, like, they should have been in there in general. Uh, Costumes, you know, how about making it so I can unlock the costumes? And they kind of do that with the fight money, but it's still like, you know, there's just something a little bit more to it. And then when you look at it from time to time regarding um, any sort of DLC, they have gotten better with saying, hey, you know, you can buy the season pass for this. So everything that you do from here for at least a year or so, you know, you can get that. And then if we do a Mark II, we'll have it up there so you can get that. But after a while, you start sitting there thinking, well, I'm spending like 60 bucks for this game alone, so it's vanilla right now. So I had to spend like near 20 or... 25 bucks for something else so at the same time that's like 85 dollars for one game you know it's kind of interesting the way the market goes but then you'll start to know like if you're a fan it probably won't bother you as much but if you're a conscientious shopper then at that point you'll be like yeah I, i don't see myself doing this entirely and not to mention when you have to buy accessories for the damn thing anyway (laughs) oh boy I mean, you can say it's fleecing, but then at the same time, you know, it's all about value and it's all about preference. And then there's points where you just be like, you know, to hell with it. I had to stop playing Final Fantasy XV because of that, because I knew, like, there were side stories to that game. And then I also knew that there was a royal version coming out. And I'm like, after all that hype, you know, and then all of a sudden this, this, this new super version of it shows up. Fortunately, all you need is pretty much the core game. And then you put down your money for that expansion. Now, for me to get that Royal Edition, I'd have to go ahead and pay 15 bucks for it. But I also have to pay 25 bucks for the Season Pass. 
So at the same time, why don't I just go to the store and just go ahead and get the, you know, Royal Edition instead of just forking over more cash. But then again, you try to add up your values. So one way or another, it's going to take me a while to get back into it. Whereas I just like to play games for full completion. I'm immersed in the story. And, you know, like the microtransaction can wait whether I want to do it or don't want to do it. And then there's times where you think, well, you know, I'll go ahead and I'll get it later. But then the game won't have its DLC anymore because certain companies end up losing the intellectual property rights or the licensing comes in there and you won't be able to get that. That's my kind of my pet peeve and my fear on things because, you know, that happened to me when I got Ultimate Alliance. Yep, when I bought the original copy of Ultimate Alliance for PS3, the DLC wasn't available anymore. Yeah, I was very annoyed by that. But luckily, though, like there was a Master Collection version for the Xbox 360, so for those of you Xbox fans, you did win one at one time, and I had to track that down, and I got it. And I did get it. So that's why I never really have to you know, look into any of the re-releases they put on the newer consoles. But it's just like, you know, little things like that get on my nerves. So as I do have Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite, yeah, I mean, hey, if I didn't have it, I can't review it, you know what I'm saying? But, as I have it, and then I realize I have to go ahead and buy the DLCs, you know, for at least to get Venom, or any of the other characters on there. I know Black Widow's part of the DLC package, too, and I think Black Panther is as well. Just about anybody from the movies right now. I always think that, okay, okay, that's something for me to look into, but how long is this deal gonna last? See what I'm saying? And, of course, they don't seem to have any signs of making any other Marvel fighting games right now. So it's like, gee, do I hurry up and get it now? Or do I hurry up and get it later? Or, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, little things like that. If that's the case, then they should just go ahead and make it free. Fat chance, but you know. Just little things like that. But um, it seems like I'm trailing right now, and I probably am. But when it gets to these video games here with the re-releasing and stuff, like, this this Shinmu 1 and 2 is just easily worth the buy for me. I mean, 30 bucks for, like, two great games that are just complete and immersive, and you can do pretty much what you want to do, to a point, I mean, you do have to finish the first one at least by April 15th, otherwise you get a non-standard game over. But the thing about it is, is that, you know, as you're busy just doing what you got to do, like, you'll be working, you'll be making all this stuff happen, you'll be learning different movesets, you're, you know, you're working on unlocking more about the mystery that's around you, and then, in the end, you're just seeing that you're helping Ryu find his destiny, and it, it just works. That's what makes it so awesome. And that's why he was a most sought-after character to be in Sonic and Sega All-Stars Racing. And I think he's in Transform, too. Which, uh, yeah, I should go ahead and revisit those games. I remember they, one of them was in the original lineup of the Power Play. But that's something to look into another time. And as this is a late night show, I don't have any music to play out for you all. Man, that would be nice. I need to go ahead and start a band. That would be kind of cool. <laughs> I know one of my other podcasting friends actually is starting a band. I hope it all works out for him, because he seemed to have been in music before. You probably know him. He's Rick Carr from Ice in the Face. And if you don't know about that show, you should check it out. Matter of fact, I should go ahead and link up. But, 
that's just something to think of a little bit later, but I need to go ahead and get like some stuff ready for you all because going back to uh the day job conversation, those pe- those good people and when I say good, I'm using quotes. Those good people were nice enough to schedule me to wake back up at around six o'clock to go see them. So let's get this straight. You got me here from about nine to ten ish. Then you want me to wake up and go back in there at six in the morning, right? Because apparently I'm fresh as a daisy. Out of the damn minds. That's why, you know, certain things you can't depend on. And if they ever hear this show, I ain't worried about them. You understand what I'm saying? And I'm not. Because, you know, life's too short for that kind of stuff and nothing bothers me. Unless you're in Washington and you're in public office and you're just trying to ruin everything around us to the point where you don't make any sense. But I will say something, though. Before we go, I'm going to say R.I.P. John McCain. The man was a war hero. Like, sure, like, you can say whatever you want about his political career. You can say a lot about the controversy that surrounded us regarding certain things about Medicare and health care or even voting right. You could say a lot of things about that, but the guy did do a lot and he did make a stand when he needed to. It's just that right now, you know, when you have when you have a brain cancer that's inoperable. I mean, the best thing you can do is just make peace with things and just see it out to the end. I mean, we're all human. If any of us were in public office and we had to deal with a lot of the pressures and stuff like that, a lot of us could roll with the punches. A lot of us could make a stand when we need to. But if you think about it, politics is all about quid pro quo. It's all about giving, taking, trying to bring people together, trying to at least form a way of you know unity here. But at the same time, trying to sol- to create something to solve all problems if possible. But at the same time, make it more complicated because something has to give. And you know, a lot of people are trying not to do what they're supposed to do, and a lot of people buckle under peer pressure. Whereas you yourself, you got to be strong enough, you got to be tactful enough to, to pick your battle and to see what actually could help your constituents if you're in that situation. Now, am I saying trust politicians? No. Am I saying that John McCain is a 100% American hero? No. I'm just saying that he's somebody that, you know, should be respected for some of the things that he's done. And at the same time, he's passed away with something that was pretty much affecting him and ailing him for a lot of his long life. And, you know, you you can't take that from him. So you got to show some sort of respect. You see what I'm saying? Even if you didn't like him, even if you didn't agree with everything he did. I mean, I could say the same thing about Trump to a point. I could say that Trump was a worthy opponent, but the thing about Trump is Trump is incompetent, woefully so, and I don't have respect for him because he hasn't done anything for me to respect him with. You see what I'm saying? Even if I agree with him about the way that political correctness is and that nobody has time for it, because political correctness is just a pipe dream in general. When it comes to like people who have actually been in the system, who actually have been to war, who actually survived being in an internment camp, you see what I'm saying, and held public office and showed some respect to President Obama, even though he didn't agree on everything. You see what I'm saying? Little things like that. You know, just give him his proper send-off. You're a worthy opponent. 
And I can say that for a lot of my enemies. I can't say it for my team lead, and I can't say that for a lot of all that other stuff. No, 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 no. Not at my day job. A lot of those people don't have my respect. There are some that do, but it's very minimal. Matter of fact, it's marginal. (laughs) But that's a story for another time. Anyway... This wraps up the double special that I made for you all. I hope you all enjoyed it because I'm going to be back with 68 later in the week anyway. And I know you all have a lot to look forward to then. And, hey, I love being behind the mic, you know, talking to all of you and, you know, just trying to build this this network and get things together. So remember what I said before. If you ever want to be on the J-Men show or any J360 show, you know, just drop me an email, j360productions at outlook.com. And just put in the subject of, you know, what show you want to be on and what do you want to do in reference to. If you want to be in the spotlight, you know, I'll happily interview you and give you your time to talk. But until then, ladies and gentlemen, this is Jay signing off. Laters.